0: You are now tuned into The Point, the radio show that explores the Bible, studies its meaning, and affirms your faith with solid Bible teaching. The Point is sponsored by Grace Point Missionary Baptist Church of Early Texas. Grace Point meets for Sunday school at 10 a.m., morning worship at 11 a.m. Grace Point meets at the Early Chamber of Commerce while their new worship facility is under construction. More information can be found online at pointtolife.wordpress.com or by mailing Grace Point Missionary Baptist Church at P.O. Box 3134 early texas 76803 that's grace point missionary baptist church p.o box 3134 early texas 76803 and now with this week's study of the scriptures here's pastor leland acker
1: And welcome to The Point. Thank you for joining us today and uh, making us a part of your week. Uh, Today on The Point, if you are a longtime listener of the program, you're noticing a few changes. We've made a few upgrades to the presentation of the program. And if this is your first time, you are getting in on the ground floor. Today on The Point, we're starting something brand new. In addition to our new intro and outro, we are now beginning a new series on The Point. Starting today, we are beginning a journey through the Bible. We're going to begin in Genesis chapter. And over the next several weeks, several months, and possibly, and more than likely, the next several years... We are going to study our way through the Bible. We are going to take a journey through the Scripture, studying the book of Genesis to see where we come from, studying the Old Testament and the New Testament to see where we are, and then studying the book of Revelation to see where we're headed as mankind. So, if you will, turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. Let's go ahead and get this journey underway. Genesis chapter 1, we are going to read verses 1 through chapter 2, verse 7. This is the most important thing that we will do on the program is the reading of God's word. And one thing about the point is we make it a point to study God's word and we make it a point to give God's word first priority to make it the prominent aspect of the show to bring it front and center. It doesn't necessarily matter what I think it means or what I think about the word or how I interpret the verses as much as it is to read the verses, to study the verses, and to try to draw God's understanding from the verses and to understand the word the way that God presented it to us. So with that in mind, let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said... And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great wells and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good." And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said... and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing herb seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat." And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made, And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground." but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul where do we come from how did we get here where are we going where is mankind headed to answer that last question we must first answer the first two Overall direction can be determined by evaluating where you come from, your history. And by looking at the trajectory of your movement and your history, you can kind of get an idea of where you're going. And so we study the scriptures. When we study the book of Genesis to see where we come from. The book of Genesis means beginnings. The beginning as in creation. The beginning of sin, the beginning of the struggle with sin, and the beginning of the resulting death as a result of sin. The beginning of God's plan of redemption. Genesis also chronicles the beginning of societal attitudes toward and against God. And the book of Genesis actually chronicles the beginning of the spiritual struggles and the struggles between man and the struggles that man has on a spiritual level and on a physical level as well. In fact, many of the world problems that we see in the world today, those struggles actually go back as far as the book of Genesis. And so Genesis shows us where we come from. And it begins by showing us how we were created. In the book of Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, we learn that everything was created by God. Everything, therefore, begins with God because God created everything. And when he created man, he formed a special. He created a special and he gave us life. So I want to go with this first precept. Everything begins with God. In verse 1, the Bible says, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, notice how the Bible begins. The Bible begins with the phrase, in the beginning. Tell you one word further. In the beginning, God. So who was in the beginning? God was in the beginning. Before anything existed, God existed. The Bible tells us that before anything existed, God was there, and not only was God there, but our Lord and Savior, the Christ, was there in the beginning with God. In John chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, the Bible tells us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now, these verses are important because these verses establish that Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, was part of the Godhead, also known as the Trinity. So this points to the deity of Jesus Christ, that he was God in flesh. Thus, when the Bible declares in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, it establishes that the plan of salvation was his plan. He authored it, he founded it, then he completed it. He conceived of it, and he executed it. You see, Christ wasn't forced into the plan of salvation he wasn't forced into going to the cross he wasn't born simply for the purpose of dying christ was in the beginning with god christ created the world with god christ created mankind with god christ saw the will for man he has a plan for man and man violated that plan, and man disrupted that plan when man sinned in the garden. And so it was Christ who came up with a plan to redeem man so that man could once again dwell with God in his kingdom and honor and glorify him through worship. This verse does more than declare the existence of God. Genesis chapter one verse one shows us the preexistence of God, and by extension, the preeminence of God. He's all-powerful, and he's all-knowing. He is more powerful than anything else in this world, and he is more important than anything else in this world, and he has authority over everything in this world because he existed before the world. He is not part of creation. He is the architect and the builder of creation. And the Bible tells us in verse 1, it explains this. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Notice what God did. He created. Had a conversation with a gentleman one day. We uh, were at the early Pioneer Days. This was about three or four years ago. And Grace Point had a booth at the early Pioneer Days. We had a Bible archaeologist there. He had brought in artifacts that he had uh, discovered in the Middle East. And we were talking about the various artifacts and how they pointed to the existence of Jesus Christ and how they Uh, validated the gospel story and how we can learn more about what the Bible actually teaches us by understanding how these artifacts were used in day-to-day life back then we had an archaeological booth at the early pioneer days and this man came and visited with us and I asked him if he believed in the Lord and he said well I don't believe in a and I believe uh, the word he used was uh, an ascendant, an ascendant God or a transcendent God or something he used a big word but anyway He told me that he didn't believe in a God that was a being, that thought, that created, that felt. He didn't believe in God as a personality, but more as a force. But the Bible tells us, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God created. That means he thinks. That means he has ideas. That means he does things. And therefore, God is a transcendent God. He is an ascendant God. He is a God who is an individual. He is a God who is a being. He thinks. He feels. He creates. He's a personality. God created. He has a creative streak to him. And God created. And he didn't just create anything. He created the heavens and the earth. He created heaven our spiritual home until the resurrection at the last day. He created the heavens, the sky, the stars, the sun, the moon, the universe. Recently, I got to speak with a representative from NASA. They're getting ready to launch a new space telescope, and they're going to be able to see millions and millions of miles out into space. God created all that. He created the heaven and the earth. And having created the heaven and the earth, he owns it and has absolute authority over it. Now, if you're in the arts, if you're into music, if you're into photography, painting, sculpting, you know better than anybody, when you create something, you own that thing. If you write a song, you own that song. You own the copyright to that song. Nobody else can sing that song unless you allow them to do that. And usually you're allowing someone else to to sing the song that you wrote involves them paying you a royalty. Same thing involves pictures. You take a photograph, you own the copyright to that photograph, and nobody else can use that photo unless you say so. And oftentimes there's a copyright attached to that and royalties attached to that and fees, and you make a little bit of money off of it. Usually not a lot of money. Most of my photography friends will tell you they don't make any money off of their craft. But you do own the rights to that picture. Same thing with a piece of artwork. You paint something, you sculpt something, it's yours. You own it. You have authority over it. The Bible tells us that God, because you created it, you own it. God created the heavens and the earth. Therefore, he owns the heavens and the earth and has absolute authority over the heavens and the earth. He created it. He owns it. He makes the rules. Psalm 24, one through two say, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. God created the world, He created it, He owns it, He sets the rules. And in creating the world, He proved His existence. Psalm 19:1 says, "The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. God's creation proves His existence and declares His glory. It also shows his beauty, his creativity, and his character. You want to know what God is like? You want to know the character and the creative mind of God? Look at his creation. You want to know what's in the head of an artist? You want to get inside the mind of Brad Paisley? You want to get inside the mind of Martin Scorsese? Just look at the music and the movies they produce. To get in the mind of an artist, you look at his paintings. To get in the mind of a photographer, you look at their photographic compositions, their photographs, their photos. To get into the mind of an author, read their books. To get into the mind of God, look at his creation. Look at what he created. Look at how perfect he is, how pure he is, how creative he is. And when you look at mankind, look at how loving he is the creation not only proves God's existence it also proves his character and his handiwork and that's what Psalm 19 1 tells us Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says for the invisible, th- the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse the existence and the presence of the creation is evidence of the creator. Think about architecture. You look at a building, and the existence of that building proves that there's an architect. Somebody had to design the building. The existence of the building proves that there was a builder. I've been reading the book, The Fountainhead. It was written by, by Ayn Rand, written sometime back in the middle 20th century. And Rand was trying to make the case that rugged individualism and working to better one station in life and doing a a person doing their work the way they see fit and the freedom to do so is what makes this country great. That's the point that she was trying to make with those books. I don't know that I necessarily recommend all of Ayn Rand's philosophies, but that was a philosophy that she was trying to put forward in The Fountainhead. And so in The Fountainhead, the book is about a couple of young architects and their competition against each other and reading the book you got the sense that you could tell which architect built which building based on the features of the buildings the existence of the buildings revealed that there was an architect and revealed who the architect was by the characteristics of the building it works the same way with God the existence of creation around us proves that there is God if you look at the order that is within the creation, the order that must take place in order for the environment to survive, in order for animal life to survive, in order for mankind to survive, this type of order and this type of organization doesn't just happen. It proves that God exists. It proves that there's a creator. And that tells us that not only does everything begin with God in the sense that he created all things, but it also reminds us that order and structure begin with God. We look in Genesis chapter one, verse two. The Bible says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Before God moved, there was no form to the earth, no order. It was chaos. It was without form and void. It was empty. But when the spirit of God moved, there was form. There was order. You see, God is the author the creator of order and structure. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33, the Bible tells us that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And this reminds us that if we are to have peace and order in our society, then our society must return to the will of the Lord. And if we are to have peace and order in our own lives, in our individual lives, then we are to return to the will of the Lord. Our faith begins with God. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, the Bible tells us through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Your ability to accept the fact that God created all things, that He created the world as the Bible says, is a barometer of your faith. If you can't believe that God created the world the way the Bible says He created the world, then you have a deficient faith. You have a defective faith. God created the world, He created life. These elements didn't create themselves. The elements didn't create the world. The elements didn't create life. Nor did creation form itself. Our belief in God as the creator of all things is the start of our faith. The world is no more capable of creating itself than modeling clay is capable of forming a sculpture without hands working on it. Our belief in God as the creator of all things is the start of our faith. Mark chapter 9, verse 24, talking about our faith begins with God. God created all things, all things come from him, order, structure, life, our surroundings, everything comes from life. Everything comes from God. Life comes from God. Everything begins with God. And even our faith begins with God. In Mark chapter 9, verse 24, you had a man who was asking the Lord Jesus Christ to heal his son. And the Lord said, all things are possible if you believe. And this man said, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. You know, our faith begins just by realizing that God is. He then builds our faith from that point on. If you're struggling in your faith, you can turn to the Lord and ask him for the faith and he'll strengthen your faith. Everything begins with God, even our faith. Everything begins with God because God created everything. God created light. He created darkness. He created night. He created day. He created sun, moon, stars. He created our entire universe. He designed our calendar. He designed the seasons. He designed the years. God created the calendar. And any time we tried to deviate from God's design from the calendar, we've always gotten ourselves confused. God created the stars by which we navigate. He created the terrain, the oceans. He created vegetation, plant life. How it works, how it refreshes our air and food supply. The way all that works was designed by God. The oceans, how they affect our weather was designed by God. The terrain, how it affects weather, erosion, soil, fertility, soil fertility, agriculture, all of this designed by God. God created animals. God created mankind. God created each species of animal which reproduces after his kind. If you look at the intricacies of each species and the contribution they make to the food chain, you see the evidence of a creator because it was all well-designed. God created mankind he created our intelligence our life our soul he did this in a way that was far different from how he created any of the animals all of this created by God Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 says for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him God created the earth and the universe. He created all things within the world. He created governments and society. Morality was created by God. Law and order created by God. Rebellion against morality and rebellion against law and order is a rebellion against God. God created all things. And finally, God formed us, mankind. He formed us and gave us life gave us life Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 says and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul God formed man from the dust of the ground he formed us from the dust of the ground we are handcrafted we are sculpted some of us better than others but God handcrafted us and whereas God spoke the rest of creation into existence, God actually worked on our creation. He actually created us with his own hands. And this shows us how special we are to God. We are the crowning point of his creation. We are his masterpiece. And he breathed into us the breath of life, and man became a living soul, according to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. He breathed his life into us. He gave us a soul. He created us as beings, as individuals, and in doing so, he gave us his creative mind and his free will. And his will is that we glorify him by freely worshiping him and freely obeying him. And that's why we're set apart from the rest of creation. This is why we are not inherently the enemy of the environment, because God created us to use the environment for our benefit. He created us to be farmers, to be horticulturalists. He created us to subdue the earth, to cultivate the earth, to make the earth a better place. He created us for that. And we'll talk about that in, in next week's study, what he created us for. But God created us as individuals, as independent beings, and he created us to worship him and to glorify him by free choice to worship him, to proclaim his greatness, and to follow his will, to be obedient to him of our own free will. And when we do that, that honors God and that glorifies him, and that's why he created man. The question is, do we live up to our purpose? This is where we came from. God existed before anything else did. Then God created the heavens and the earth, and in doing so, He showed us who He is and what He's like and how He thinks and His creative nature and His power, His all powerful nature. He showed us who He is through the creation. And everything begins with God. And so, when we wonder where we come from, the answer is we come from God. This is where we come from. We come from God. The question is will we go back to Him? We are the crowning point of his creation, his masterpiece, and he loves us dearly. Knowing that God created all things, he created the heavens and the earth, and he set the order to the earth of how the environment and the ecology and the plants and the animals and the humans would all work alongside and with each other, and he created that order. And knowing that He created you by giving you the breadth of his life and by creating you a soul, hopefully this gives you encouragement and this gives you peace, knowing that God is in control and knowing why you were created. You're not just an accident. You're not just a byproduct of a biological reaction. You are created by God himself, given purpose, and loved. And as we study throughout the entire Bible, we will see God's love in action as he loves his creation his people, his sons, and his daughters, and those to whom he reaches out to, and those whom he redeemed. Thank you, may God bless you, and may God keep you will be my prayer.
0: You've been listening to The Point, the radio show that explores the Bible, studies its meaning, and affirms your faith with solid Bible teaching. The Point is a radio ministry of Grace Point Missionary Baptist Church, which meets for Sunday school at 10 a.m., morning worship at 11 a.m. at the Early Chamber of Commerce, 104 East Industrial Drive in Early, just off Highway 377, next to Pate's Hardware. Mail to PO Box 3134, Early, Texas 76803. May God bless you and thank you for listening.